Welcome, wrestling fans, to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And you are here joining us for episode 43. I am your host, the old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, musician, the man with too many hobbies, talk wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast and Funko Pop collector, Andy. I am also your host, a no-selling wrestling indie fan and football lover, Jeremy. Okay, everyone. Today we are talking about a new TNT champion being crowned in AEW. Christian Cage cutting the best promos of his career later in his career. And uh, a terrible SmackDown segment. Before we get into all that uh, stuff, head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash the PW fan. Pick up your pocket logo shirt for social media. Just search at the PW fan and find us on YouTube as well, where we have a full catalog of episodes, video and audio. All right, Andy, I'm going to send it over to you and let you get us started, buddy. All right. Well, for once, uh, me and Jeremy were talking about this, actually. For once, there's nothing outside of the shows worth talking about. We've had a couple weeks of like wrestling news. Oh, wait. Okay. I guess there is. Okay, the Vince McMahon thing has just ramped up, though, till... Yeah, I mean, uh, like, what, we kind of got... million dollars of hush money. We got to talk it. Talk we had already talked about Vince, but, yeah, it it ramped up to, like, multiple girls from over the years. Like, Do we say... And here's the thing, I don't... I think... Here's the thing, I believe victims, first and foremost, and so I just want to say that first, is the proper way to phrase this on a podcast, like, do we say... He allegedly did this, or did he do that? Did we do we know this for certain? Well, it's not proven yet, so I guess you would have to say that. All right, so it's we're just going to say for now. now, allegedly, he gave twelve million dollars to four different women. Is that the the number? Yeah, so far. Yeah, total. And, I think twelve million dollars. It's like yeah. three million each. About. And he and Jericho said Vince McMahon is just a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jericho was like, uh, you said, it's not you, said, you said Vince McMahon is just a guy. I was like, oh, what is Jesus that? Christ. I don't even know what that means. He did not help himself saying that. Yeah. So I was like, good Lord. Well, one of the, I mean, not, I guess it's kind of funny when you think about it, but apparently from the reports that have, uh, people have been putting out that Vince Remember when he came on SmackDown that first time and he said, like, nothing? He just said that together thing. He apparently walked through the, the uh, curtain backstage and then just said, fuck him. Oh, I did <laughs> read that, though, too. Yeah, he walked through. He, it's he, like, can you fuck. imagine seeing Vince do that? And it's like, he just walks backstage and yells that. Apparently, he was, uh, like, basically ahead of everything that happened on SmackDown this week. So maybe that's why it's freaking terrible. Um, yeah. that's where the bad segment was. So let's get into it though, because other than the Vince thing, I don't think there was much else outside of like the shows that was going on. But this week wasn't too eventful. But I dug through the shit and pulled out uh, what was decent or worth talking about. So let's get started with Raw, guys. Um, it looks like Theory versus Bobby Lashley is set for SummerSlam, which is pretty much a rematch from their Money in the Bank match for Theory to try to get his old title back. Um, he said he's going to do that, win the championship, and then cash in on either Roman or Brock, and he's going to be the best champion or some shit like that, basically. 
It's usually whenever they say that they're going to cash in, it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. The whole point of it is, like, don't say a word, and <laughs> yeah. then people won't know. Um, also, Judgment Day was back on TV. Um, Finn's got a new look. He's wearing some long boys. Yeah, and actually, cool. I don't hate it. Kind of like it. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I've always been a fan of the long boys. Like, Shawn Michaels was my favorite wrestler. AJ Styles is one of my favorite wrestlers. Long, they're all long tights, guys. <laughs> so how do you feel about Finn, though, wearing the long boys? I'm they're dude, just plain I'm, black. There's nothing crazy. I actually, hang on, for our YouTube viewers, and I, this is an audio podcast mainly, but we do have some YouTube viewers. Hey, if you want to see it, go to YouTube and search the PW Fan. You can find all of our old video content. All right, anyway. I got this from Jesse Leonard, listener of the pod and friend. We're going to have Jesse come on probably at in the next two months at some point. We'll come maybe have him come on for an episode or two and hang out. He's been such a supportive listener. Seriously, since day one, he goes out of his way to make special posts for us. It's Thank you, Jesse. Uh, but got this from him. CM Punk figure with the long boys and the Larry hoodie. A little bit of a reflection there, but hey. Oh, I didn't know you got so it cool. from Jesse. I, I didn't know you got it from Jesse. Yeah, That's cool. I drove I drove out to his house and uh and picked it up from him. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that Larry hoodie is so cool they actually put that on there. Well on the um, Jesse's always really supportive with my Funko stuff. He's always liking my posts. I'm a big you, fan. Jesse. I'm a big fan of the major wrestling figure podcast, and they were talking about just how funny it is that that is a hoodie that apparently he just got made. There's It's just his hoodie that he got made at Pro Wrestling Tees for fun of his dog, and now it's immortalized in figure form forever, you know, this hoodie that he made for his dog. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And does he? He also has like that pin that he made. Didn't even like make a. It's pin on for, there. Like, yeah, uh, it's the it, punk it, and the double X. There's no way my crappy camera would be oh, able on there for too? y'all to see it. But yeah, it's in. It's the outline of the pin is on the hoodie. It's cool. <laughs> it's a cool figure. Oh, that's really cool. Um, speaking of major wrestling pod, you went to see them live with Jesse, didn't you? Yeah, Recently? Jesse and I. W- Jesse and I went down there. I think I have mentioned this in like old or early episodes. At one point, I had gone and met Matt Cardona, um, Brian Myers, and Mark Sterling. I cut Mark Sterling and Matt Cardona's hair uh, before they did a live show for the Major Pod. And uh, it was super cool experience. They were both very polite. Uh, Matt Cardona is super nice guy. I think, if anything, he's understood misunderstood. Like... I think people think that maybe he's a little like short or like like short as in like short tempered or like maybe I think the guy is just like he wants things to be from what I observed cutting his hair and people coming in and out and talking to him before the live show. He just wants everything to be like awesome and perfect. He's not being like rude or anything. He's just like, do we have this? Do we have this? He's just intense, but it's not a bad thing. And uh, Brian Myers was super nice too who's trained mjf chris statlander and a lot of other people he just for some reason i love him but man he intimidates me he's one of my favorite wrestlers but he's just like when you talk to him in person he's just very like i don't know he's like a classy dude you could just tell i don't know something about him if you met him you would know well well some 
someone we hadn't seen in a while, though, I saw was there, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, um, I did not meet him. Uh, Jesse tried to meet him, and it was one of those things where I think he would have, but Gargano was, I think it was 25 for a picture. And uh, here's the thing, though. Yeah, he was charging money for a picture, but I saw him with fans. He was having, like, full-blown 20-minute conversations with people. Like, they were just chilling, like, having drinks. Like, it wasn't like he, like, you. he took 25 bucks and was like, took a selfie and was like, all right, next. Like he was seriously like nerding out with people talking about action figures. It was, it was dude. He was so nice. Super cool guy. Nice. Yeah. Cool experience. Um, um I, I always yeah, like, maybe, we, maybe, maybe when we have Jesse on, you guys can talk about that more. No, absolutely. And it's one of those things where I don't mind talking about other podcasts on the show. I know like other podcasts will be like, I'm not going to mention them because I don't want to give them a free plug or whatever, but I mean, the reason why I wanted to start a podcast in general was because of the major pod was my my biggest influence. And even though we don't talk about action figures, we just talk about wrestling. Just the whole tone and the fun vibe has been a big influence on me as wanting to make the tone of the show fun and like, you know, just be nice to each other and not make it just all cynical the whole time. You know, we poke fun, but we try to make it lighthearted. But yeah, so love the major pod, and uh, yeah, that's cool that we got to talk about that, Andy. I didn't think that we were ever going to bring that up on the show, but sweet. Alrighty, um, yeah, like I said, since Jesse was with you, maybe we can talk about it a little bit more when he is on. But um, moving forward with Raw, we saw AJ Styles on this week. Uh, he hadn't been shown that much since uh i guess finn joined uh judgment day i can't remember the last time i really saw aj uh yeah. but he wrestled the miz and afterwards uh well he beat the miz afterwards though champa ended up attacking i don't know what they're doing with champa he just randomly attacks people if he starts a few with aj that's cool i mean that will be you know a good match at least but yeah. champa's like never talking he just comes out there runs in beats people up and leaves um, but it was cool it's to see like, back on TV. It's almost like they have different ideas from each week. You know, <laughs> the, their consistency is their inconsistency. Yeah. yeah. Um, and lastly, with Raw, we had a celebration for Liv Morgan. Um, though it wasn't the main event, I know I say lastly, but uh, she came out there and you know just kind of did her thing, talked about the title, what it meant to her. Um, it was really yeah. cool to see. Like it was she cool was to actually see, generally happy because this is the night. Uh, well, technically, I think it's two nights afterwards because Money and Bank was on Saturday this this year. So it's two nights afterwards, and then when we come to SmackDown, she'll do another celebration, but it will go a little bit differently. So that wraps up Brawl. Um, Dynamite this week, though, like to mention the beginning of the show, we have a new TNT champion. Wardlow opened the show by wrestling uh, Scorpio Sky and in the end did a couple power bombs and uh, is now your new TNT champion. Which the crowd, Wardlow's over, you know, the crowd's hyped for it. Oh, I was excited move. to see. I mean, Scorpio Sky's run was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was a terrible run. Um, it was more because they didn't. They, they flipped back and forth with him being a face and then heel and then 
the same stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Wardlow will have a strong run, I'd assume, based on... I mean, they've been pushing the guy for, for months and months. You know? Yeah. You, don't want yeah, all, would... you, want, you want all that hard work to pay off, basically. Yeah. I was just glad that they didn't do that once. Like, a finish where he doesn't get it, or like a... I mean, I don't know it was a street fight, so there's no DQ, but, you know, some stupid finish where he got pinned or something, so... Glad they went with him being. Is he undefeated or? I don't think uh, he is. He's been defeated. I mean, yeah. maybe not this year. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but it's, Cody, it's Cody beat him in the cage a long time ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's at least one of them. And I think Punk beat him when he yeah, was feuding yeah, yeah. with MJF. Um, and boy, can that big man Swanton man <laughs> like I have way across the ring. That's like what Jeff Hardy used to do. <laughs> He said, I mean, I think Jeff Hardy was like a big influence on him. He's talked about he wanted to be the next Jeff Hardy, but it's like, dude, you just, you're too big. (laughs) Yeah, he said recently also he wants to team with Jeff. So I'm guessing with the Swanton and that kind of talk that Jeff was a big influence on him. But yeah, I mean, it was a massive Swanton. Always, every single time. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Tim, how do you feel about Wardlow now as that new TNT champion? I love it. And it's, Cool that we're talking about Wardlow because I was on. I have a forty-five minute commute to the barber shop every day, and sometimes on my drive when I'm listening to wrestling podcasts, you know, like anybody driving long commutes, kind of get lost in thought. And I was just kind of thinking the other day, and we've talked about it before, but man, Wardlow reminds me of the rise of Goldberg as a kid who was alive during it, and it was organic. And here's the. Well, I'm going to finish my thought, and then I'll come back to that. Because I've noticed in past shows, I get a little jumbly with this shit. So, <laughs> so uh, no, but it was organic, and it was a fun ride, and people really embraced him, and nothing was forced. And uh, I think with Wardlow, there's obviously subtle differences. One, Wardlow kind of got put under this like indentured servant role with MJF where people rooted for him to get out of it, where Goldberg was just a beast who came out and destroyed people, which people were like, holy shit, look at this guy. So I like, but at the same time, he just has that uh, presence of somebody that you know is going to destroy somebody. Like, yo, this guy's about to come out here and kill everyone. He also and, can uh, actually wrestle. Yeah, and that and that was so. That's what I was going to say before I said I got to finish my thought. Is the big difference is he can actually wrestle, and he does amazing stuff. No, I'm not trying to disrespect Goldberg, but I mean Goldberg wasn't out there doing moonsaults and swantons. Yeah, Wardlow was. I remember when he first came to AEW. I saw something with him. He was in like doing stuff like AAA and stuff like that before um, AEW. So it's not like AEW was his first stop, even though I'd never heard of him. But I like Wardlow. Actually, I'm watching Raw. I'm a right fan. Now. I'm I'm watching Raw right now. Uh, Balor's out with he's wearing long boys, and it looks like he's wearing. Huh, I can't tell if he's wearing wrestling boots or if he's wearing like air like black Air Force Ones under the wrestling boots. He has kind of a different look tonight. It's interesting. Um. Anyway, Does he have the purple thing hanging out yeah, of his back pocket? Yeah, he has pocket? the purple, like, Jeff Hardy towel thing. Yeah, I like the look. It's cool. Yeah. It's different. Um, yeah. yeah, Wardlow, man, 
I don't know. I just really like him, and he's not usually my type, for lack of a better term. But uh, I think he, when mm-hmm. I do like guys like that, over the years, there's been a few wrestlers that hit me at the right time. When I was really little, it was Goldberg. When I was in my like middle school years, it was Brock Lesnar. When I was in my high school years, it was probably Batista. And then in my adulthood, I like Wardlow. Like, Are you talking was, about for bigger guys? Yeah, just like that style. Say that Michaels, style. But you're talking about you bigger know? guys. No, no, yeah, I mean that style mm-hmm. of guy. Yeah, I like Wardlow. Yeah. I, I was going to say, there. you were never a John Cena kid? Like one of those kids? <laughs> you know what? You no, can even we, ask You no, can even ask Andy. Like, <laughs> I, I think I even tried at one point. It's just like... I always liked Edge better. Like when they were doing the rated R, see, I was like, I like Edge. Yeah, I just couldn't, I just couldn't help it. <laughs> Tim, Tim, and me probably didn't like Cena till like the, the Cena nowadays. You like them now? You respect them? I like him now I mean? more than I did before. I mean, yeah, like well, I yeah. like I like his character now. I hated him when I was younger. I wasn't a Cena fan. I always was liking whoever he was. <laughs> going against because I didn't like the belt being on Cena, but now like when Cena came back to face Roman, I was like all about it. I was like, yeah, now see, you know what's funny? It's like I liked him when he was a doctor of Thugonomics. Okay, but then so, once he switched over to like his other stuff, I hated him. Exactly. So that's what I was gonna say. I loved him when, during his original original U.S. champ run when he was like Thugonomics and yeah. he beat the Big Show, and he was like Carlito. Fun- he was funny doing like freestyling, and he was. I loved that Cena. Like you're right, Jeremy. As soon as he won the belt and became like Super Cena, and he like starred in the Marine and like all that stuff, I was like, no, I'm not like this guy anymore. I really <laughs> was like, not it. Saluting and yeah, I was like, yeah, it went from thugonomics, thugonomics to Chain Gang, right? Yeah, yeah, Chain Gang. Yeah. But then he chain went gang. from Chain Gang. And then to he put out a like, rap album. No, but then he, like, turned into, like, wannabe, not wannabe, I'm not trying to be a dick, but, like, he did, like, military guy character. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, that was weird. Saluting. I still remember those storylines when he first started, which were so wild when uh, it was the Carlito U.S. title feud. And, like, remember he was out of, like, action because he was injured, but they made it seem like Carlito, like, stabbed him in a club or something. (laughs) And then he comes back, and I'm like, probably blocked it out of my mind. <laughs> I kind of do. Like you're telling me this that. guy attempted murder, and then he's like, come... <laughs> "Oh my god, yeah. Jesus Christ!" That was like the height of Carlito in SmackDown. Dude, they like tr- almost killing people on screen. Make them go away for a little bit. People who don't want to be cool. People who don't like to be cool. Um, well, speaking of Wardlow and the Jeff Hardy stuff, Christian, <laughs> think about how done that, that how dumb that sentence is in retrospect. Oh, <laughs> I spit in the face of people what, the Carlito who thing? don't want to be cool, <laughs> who don't want to be cool. It's like, dude, everyone wants to be cool, man. <laughs> so stupid. All right, anyway. Um. Um. So. Back on track, uh, Christian and Luchasaurus came out to the ring, and Christian, you know, I'm loving this heel, Christian, and he said something uh, while he was in the ring that he's, you know, one of the most talked about people in the company right now based off some of the stuff that he's doing, and he's not wrong. I mean, 
he's saying the fucked up shit that MJF would be saying, except for MJF's <laughs> not there. So it's like, this is. I was going to say, shit are you guys right now? Are, are you That's guys kind of noticing? I was like, I mean, I miss MJF too, but Christian's like doing the MJF thing. Like, I'm not going to say better, but yeah. he's he's doing his own version of it just as good. <laughs> So let's say let's talk about what he said this week. One line um, in particular: Matt Hardy interrupted Christian Cage, and uh, Matt That's Hardy so starts starts talking about how he became buddy buddies with Jungle Boy, even though he was feuding with Jungle Boy not too long ago. So weird. I was like, this. <laughs> and uh, Christian <laughs> says something like, along the lines of, "You're starting to make your brother seem like the sober one." I was like, <laughs> and everyone's just like, "Oh." And then JR or Tony or JR, someone was just like, like absolutely disgusting, despicable. <laughs> Same shit they would say for an MJF kind of thing. But, and I don't know if Matt Hardy knew it was coming. I don't know if Matt Hardy knew it was coming because he like put the mic back up and then like put it down. I think he was like, I don't know what to say, man. <laughs> Christian, fa- Christian just stood there stone faced. Um, and they have a little back and forth. You know, Christian talks about how Matt Hardy. Just of course has to come out and he has to be in the spotlight. He can't. Uh, he's like, and then stand, you know, not being as that. He's like, is that? Sorry, can't talk. Uh, as if that's not enough, then you got to ride your loser brother's coattails. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> the nail in the coffin. What if we text bef- Jeff before then? He's like, I'm gonna say some shit. Well, like, I hope like, they did. Well, that's God. the thing. This remember well, when we two episodes ago we asked bro. I said when they say some crazy shit like this, is this like chill or what? I'm like, I really wonder. Did he tell him like I'm gonna say some stuff or was he just like, hey, yeah. man, like I'm just gonna unless he just gave him overall like, hey, I'm gonna say some off colored shit. I'm not gonna tell just you be, exactly. I, what, I didn't, but like I don't mean just it. Just be right. prepared. I'm gonna do some low blows. Okay. The um, the whole thing I saw after this is that people compared this to when Jeff was in WWE and they used his DIY as a storyline. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like this is completely different because it's just a promo line rather than like yeah, a storyline. An entire storyline about Jeff's sobriety done like multiple yeah. times in WWE or one promo towards Christian. Yeah, it's not like he's throwing piss in someone's face. <laughs> Christian is so good as a heel. Like when he's saying that stuff and he's like smiling. It's like he just has the look of like, oh yeah, I'm a dick, and I think it's hilarious, and it just makes it come across <laughs> so genuine. So good. oh no, he sells it. He sells Christian Hill is way better than way Bay better. God, so much better. I, I love. Isn't it funny? Like Christian, everybody was like, "Hey, Christian's back. That's cool." And it's like it's nice to see him wrestle every now and then. <laughs> now Christian's heel. Everybody's like, "Dude, Christian, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> No, but you're right, man. But we've, yeah, at least like I think the three of us have always liked Christian, and you know he's been overlooked as the one member of that tag team. You know, Edge always got the better spot, but people don't realize how good Christian actually is on the mic yeah. and in the ring. Um, so good, and I think like people like yeah, other people and producers have talked about how good Christian is. It's just. He never got the push because of one man, but um, also now he has that free reign of the mic. Like just yeah. go out there and say it. Yeah. And it's not scripted, like or as scripted at least at like it would be in WWE. And um but the ending of the segment uh, we saw Luchasaurus put Matt Hardy through a table. 
I was just going to add this one last thing real quick. The one last thing I was going to add in was, I swear to God, dude, since Christian's turned heel, he looks like 10 years younger to me. I don't know why, but like, it's like back, it's like taking him back. Is it the turtleneck? I think it's like, like, I don't know if it's because he like cut his hair shorter, but like, it just like, it feels like a whole new lease on Christian. I don't know. Like, I think he's been able to reinvent himself. It's a refresher. I think he's he's been able to reinvent himself, though, even in a way that Edge hasn't been able to. And Edge, like, completely changed gimmicks and became, like, a holy demon guy. And, like, I still think Christian is, like, doing it better and different. And also, his you see his new shirt, Christian's new shirt? Because, you know, his first one he came out with was Outwork Everyone. Mm-hmm. Now this new one is worked. Everyone, it's so good. That was pretty. <laughs> oh, I didn't see. I didn't see that in a shirt. I did not see that before. No. Um, I have to check that out. Was he wearing it when he came out, or did it pop up does. on the screen? I saw it on like because I follow like the AEW shop on their oh, okay. Instagram. Um. So after that, we uh, we got an well. Is so when it comes to dynamite and AW next week is next week the start of Fighter Fest. Yeah. Okay. So one uh, Swerve in Our Glory had a match, and afterwards Team Taz comes out, and then the Young Bucks ended up coming out, and people are chaining FTR uh, yeah. when the Young Bucks say, you know, the best tag team right now, and if you were like FTR, and he's I forget what they said, Jeremy. You usually uh, think like uh, Nick Jackson, who was like, uh, "We're better than them, and you know it." And I was like, "Yeah, something like that." You really have to say it like that. <laughs> um, but so, part one of Fighter Fest is next week, and it was announced. Swerve, it's gonna we're gonna have a triple threat tag team match: Swerve on Our Glory, Team Taz, and the Young Bucks for the AW Tag Team Championships. It's gonna be a good um, match. So, correct me if I'm wrong, were they in Rochester, New York this week? Yeah, I was actually going to say, for real quick, for that previous segment, uh, I don't, do you see Ricky Starts promo when he was cutting it? People were kind of like referencing him almost like a Ric Flair type of promo. Oh, he like was running up the ramp and like <laughs> yeah. stomping his feet and like almost like he was he about like to take off his, his... Yeah, he was like doing the Flair like tantrum, like walk up and down the ramp. Yeah. yeah. Um. Jade Lethal probably could have done it better, but uh, <laughs> um, so speaking of the Rochester, New York, uh, there had been some speculation that like the Dark Order was like disbanding or basically not going anywhere. Or they gave up on them, um, but Brody Lee was from Rochester, New York, and they all Dark Order came out just to tell the crowd that um, they're not going anywhere. And then QT Marshall came out and Negative One cut a one sentence promo on him being like, I could pin you right now, but I'll wait till I'm 19. Um, I don't know, but whole point of that whole thing is that dark order. Apparently they wanted to squash the rumors that they're not going anywhere, even though some of the members have left or weren't resigned by, um, AEW. four or five of them gone. Yeah. And one of them, Stu Grayson, Right, yeah. he was like the one of the original when it was Evil Uno and him when they first came. Yeah, and then Cole and then, Cabana, I think now is just with uh, Ring of Honor. Yeah, he's still signed by AEW or Tony Khan, but yeah, he's yeah. in Ring of Honor. Um, 
Gun Club ended up turning on the acclaimed. Uh, but this, you know, it works now hurt. because the acclaimed though are over. Yeah, yeah, and, and it makes it. the gun the acclaims over now after pairing with the ass boys and scissor me daddy O and uh... <laughs> no, he says scissor me daddy ass. <laughs> oh, he says daddy ass. I thought he said yeah. daddy ass. Scissor me That's daddy ass. Well, Billy Gunn, daddy ass did a famouser to Anthony Bowens, and that yeah. That hurts so much more than it should have. <laughs> such a stupid segment. It's so funny. Ask me two months ago, I'd been like, screw the acclaimed. Yeah. But it looks know, like Anthony like... Bones is back. Uh, he's not injured yeah. anymore. It was like such a stupid team. and that like It's like what, Tim? Such... No, it's just such a stupid thing and then turned into like a dark segment. He's yeah. like... And you're like, no. He's like, you know, Anthony Bones standing there with like uh, those fingers like this to... Uh... Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn, yeah. He just, like, kicks him in the face. <laughs> like, Scissor me, daddy ass. Uh, so, but that, that's cool. And then it just boosts, like, claim even more and gets them more over yeah. now. Which, they're, they're fun. They, they're they're faces so fun, now, man. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gun Club went back to... Because when they were teaming with them, uh, the ass boys and the claim became, like, kind of like... They were yeah. heels, but you liked them. And yeah. now we have a set like who is heel and who's because uh, that only happened when Anthony Bones basically got hurt. They yeah. tear them up, and Anthony Bones has been uh, in the wheelchair. But now this was his first match back, at least from what I saw. Which it worked like for if they needed to fill in while he was injured. So. Yep. Um, we had a bunch of death before dishonor uh, matches announced. Uh, one of them being FTR versus the Briscoes, round two. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Was it Jade Lethal versus Mauro Joe or no? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other ones you can think of? You're more of the. Is Jonathan Gresham uh, defending his title against. I think he is. I don't. I have to look at it again. But I know the other one is Wheeler Yuda versus Daniel Garcia for the. Yes, pure for the pure, pure championship. Yes. Yeah. Um,. So they announced a couple matches for that uh, upcoming pay-per-view, which we'll probably, now that it's owned by AEW, I would assume we might try to check it out and uh, do a review of it or talk about some of the matches at least. Yeah, I'm uh, curious to see when they're going to announce that streaming deal or at least the weekly TV deal for Ring of Honor. Look, AEW, I'm, st- I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of Bleacher Report, all right? <laughs> yeah, neither am I. <laughs> all right. You need a smarter service. Smarter Soivis, get a better one. <laughs> you need a better Soivis. And then they're like, you need to buy it. You need a better Soivis. Get a better Soivis. Streaming for free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> our main event of the night, though, was John Moxley versus Brody King. Um, look, as a whole Dynamite, the matches were like, okay. There was nothing like crazy. Even this match. Could have been better. I mean, it was a weird finish because at the end, like, Brody King was dominating for, like, 10 minutes, and then Moxley all of a sudden just, like, won. Yeah, uh, the sleeper hold, too. Or the, yeah, or the sleeper hold. Yeah. After, like, being, like, destroyed for, like, 10 minutes straight. So, <laughs> yeah. Moxley's still their champion. But um, afterwards, what, Sting and Darby came out and just, like, gave Brody King yeah, his was... respect. But then That's I saw a video man. online that Brody King attacked Darby at a signing and threw him through a table. Yeah, power bomb through a table at a, in the middle of a sign. What if you were in line and then they were like, "Signing's done, guys." <laughs> yeah, 
Brody King came in here and attacked. <laughs> like, like, can you get a new table? <laughs> you're like, I, I get how this works. Just turn the cameras off. Get this shit yeah. started again. Right. They're like, we're going to need an hour break. Like, right. <laughs> uh, but that wrapped up Dynamite. Um, Let's get into SmackDown. SmackDown. SmackDown, one of the worst segments I'd ever seen this week. Um, Do you think it was one of the worst episodes this year for SmackDown? It was really bad. There wasn't really that much wrestling. And All when right, there was so, wrestling, it was like squash matches. Well, hang on, hang on. Full transparency, because I, I, I always like to be, I want to be honest with our audience. I did not see the SmackDown. So when Andy texted me the format and it says worst SmackDown segment ever or whatever, I was like, well, can't wait to hear it. <laughs> can't wait to hear what it was. <laughs> it's a ter- I think I wrote terrible SmackDown segment, but it was pretty right. bad. Jeremy, did you see it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing you didn't see it set. Well, the opening segment was all right. It's the bloodline with Paul Heyman. That was probably the only decent stuff. Yeah, and uh, Paul Heyman ends up um, seeming like he's nervous, and Roman's like, what's gotten into you, basically? He's like, well, Brock Lesnar. Um, (laughs) Even though Roman's beat him. Yeah, many times. Um, And he'll probably (laughs) beat him again. Um and then theory randomly like is out in the very beginning of it, but you don't see him for like the entire segment. He's just like chilling at the top of the ramp, and then at the end of the segment, he just like walks. His music plays and he walks around the ring and then back up the ramp with the briefcase just to show you know Roman he's there and to watch out for him. He's lurking around the corner basically. Yeah. Um. After that, we had another Liv Morgan celebration. Um, this makes more sense because she is the SmackDown champion. So she's on SmackDown. Uh, she was interrupted by Natalia and then eventually interrupted by Ronda Rousey, which this led to a match with Natalia and Ronda on SmackDown. Um, but I believe right now they're booking Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey again at SummerSlam. I thought it might be a triple threat. Did you guys see yeah. that weird? I was it so from too, a house also show? In the house- yeah. Did you guys see that weird video? Yeah, I was just going to say that. I'll let Jeremy take it. Yeah, did of, you see it, Andy? Of who? Uh, Natalia and Liv Morgan. And Liv Morgan hit her finisher on Natalia. And so oh, she no, went down, Natalia. I heard her. about it. She no-sold it. Yeah, she got pinned and then immediately got up and like said something to her and then walked out. Weird. Yeah. She like pointed no. at her. I saw I saw a headline. I didn't said something real pissed to her, like bitch, something, something. Yeah, <laughs> bitch, <laughs> some, some. Is that what you got out of it? She was like, "Bitch, I'll see um, you in the back, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw I saw a a headline about it um, today, but I did not end up reading it, so I wasn't. I thought that maybe she no sold something on like SmackDown or I don't know. Something yeah, it was like just, it was weird, but I I just thought that because they're having usually their house shows are like what they're going to do for pay per views, so I thought it was going to be like Natalia also included in the the title match. Then speaking of news stuff, um, I saw. Can you guys hear that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> leave this in. I want you to leave it in. Andy's dog's eating a chew toy. <laughs> dog, guys. <laughs> um, so I can't find an Italia article now, but um, <laughs> there was a really sad uh, headline I saw. Kevin Nash shared the heartbreaking details about Scott Hall's final moments. 
he was like in the middle of quarantine and was making a drink. Uh, maybe I guess he was like about to relapse or whatever. But when he filled up his drink with ice, the ice fell and he ended up slipping on ice. And that's what made him have to go to the hospital for hip stuff. That caused like all the shit. He slipped on ice cube oh, while really? making a fucking drink, dude. And then it all was like a snowball effect of shit. But Scott or Kevin Nash goes in the detail about it, and then like but, about so he was for a fact making he was for a fact with... making an al- alcoholic drink. He wasn't like putting ice in a Pepsi or something. So I'll, I'll just read a few. I'll just read a few sentences about what Kevin Nash said. He said Scott was in lockdown. It was in a little duplex. Scott was getting Grubhub and had some Chinese takeout place that would bring him back vodka. He was making some Kool-Aid. Well, maybe at the time he wasn't. He he was just saying that the he had a Chinese takeout place that would bring him back vodka. He said he was making some Kool-Aid. He put the plastic pitcher up to the refrigerator. The ice went in it, but a couple of pieces of ice has always bounced out and landed on the floor. He went over, stirred it. He was going back to get something, and one of those pieces of ice caught his heel. He did the fucking whoopsie-daisy and fucking landed and broke his hip. And that's how he ended up in the hospital. And then it, like, went from there. But because of his pacemaker and stuff, he ended up, like, he was in pain and, like, ended up, like, passing out. And because of his pacemaker and stuff, when you don't have, like, liquids in you, it, like, is real bad news. And so that made things worse. And so, like, yeah, it was just, like, a big snowball effect, all starting with him, like, making Kool-Aid. So dumb. It's like so stupid of like a way to go, dude. I feel bad, like, but it it's horrible. But he goes, he, he goes more into like the last minute when they, you know, some of them couldn't get to the hospital, so they put all the click on speakerphone and we're talking to him. It just gets sad. But mm. let's brighten up the mood with yeah. this Rest terrible peace, segment. <laughs> but yeah, if Rest you want to see power, Chico. That, uh, Kevin Nash goes in. Goes in the detail. So, former L.A. Knight, now known as Max Dupree, head Awful. of uh, Maxim Models Agency. I don't like anything of this. Um, this is the second week in a row. This, like, honestly models. pissed me and off. Is... I was like, this this pisses me off to do this to this guy. Well, so, <laughs> so uh, if you like him, whatever. If you don't, whatever. I was listening to Meltzer today about this segment, and he's like, I guess they didn't think L.A. Knight was that good of a wrestler, but he was a good talker, so they brought him up to do this instead of wrestle. Um, so Max Dupree was showing off his modeling agency's tennis collection, 2022 tennis collection. <laughs> and first, we had Marseille, formerly known as Mace, from Retribution. So Marseille comes out, and they give Max Dupree... All these like big ass words to say, and like, look at the strenuous muscles and how they uh, show the or whatever. Like, <laughs> dude, it's terrible. And he's like reading note cards in the ring. They're showing him reading the note cards. Like, oh my god! And then after he does his walk, and they have all these photographers like flashing. Like, it's it's bad. So he walks off, and then instead of Mansoor, it's Mansois. Uh, and Monsois comes out, and he's showing off his tennis collection, and uh, it's terrible. And I don't know if they know it's terrible, and they're trying to get you to fucking hate this shit. This this was the SmackDown was that you were talking about. G- 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 garbage. It was garbage. Was this the the segment though? Yeah, that I don't you were know how about? people stayed and watched. Yeah, this. this it was terrible. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I saw it on Twitter. 
So now it all makes sense. Yeah, this runway stuff. models stuff. It was <laughs> yeah. bad. It was real bad. Yeah, I would have gone this. to gone to get a hot dog during this fucking bullshit. <laughs> this is like, why, worse than why like Bailey. This it... is your life. Oh, that was horrible. But why can't they make it like okay? He is like a a model agency, but why can't they be like wrestling and then like as like a faction? Dude, they took so long out there too. Yeah. Like, they're strutting their stuff, and then Max, like, says a couple stuff, then they're strutting their stuff, and then Max goes in more detail, and then they're strutting their stuff, and he, like, Monsoor, Monsoir, had tennis balls in his pockets. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? This literally had no point to it at People all. of India are proud of you, Monsoor. I speak for all of them. Uh, <laughs> how the mighty God. have fallen. <laughs> Monsoor. Uh, it was terrible. Don't watch this segment. If you haven't seen this, don't watch it. That's for once. Unless you want your intelligence opposite. insulted. Um, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> because you know what's pissing me off about this whole thing is that LA Knight is a great talker. And he's not a bad wrestler either. He used to be Eli Drake in Impact Wrestling. Then he became LA Knight. And dude looks great. But this is why Adam Cole left. They probably would have been like his fucking agency or some shit. <laughs> Thank God. Wow. Um, lastly on SmackDown, after all these weeks of them pushing her to be a babyface and about her sob stories about her childhood, Lacey Evans turned heel and just talked shit about fans and about... Well, she first like hit Aaliyah, who was her tag team partner, and then she like got on the mic and just trashed everything. I don't know why you build her up for weeks doing all this for like pity, and then they're like, "Now what? You were better as a heel like before." <laughs> so, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get this entire episode. Basically, Dude, I don't get this week of SmackDown. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, this week of WWE. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I the fucking Great American Bash this week. We had a hot dog eating contest on Raw that I didn't want to talk about. <laughs> Between Anthony Dawkins and Otis, just skip that whole shit. That was horrible. I God I awful. sometimes throw this out there, you know. And look, there is this like weird thing where there is this divided group of people who like people were. I see it all the time on Twitter. Like, and honestly, kind of weirds me out. They're like, I won't watch AEW. I only watch WWE. So, excluding those people. Can you imagine if AEW <laughs> didn't exist? And this is what we this is all that we had I mean, right now. I mean, I can because that was only like three years ago. I know. But yeah. the, imagine no alternative. You know, watch, like every role you're like But what you had what you had was good NXT. You had good NXT. At least at least you had true. NXT, right? Yeah, you were like, okay, well, at least NXT's there. Yeah, black and gold NXT. <laughs> you had black and gold NXT. Even during the pandemic, you had black and gold NXT. Like, Yeah, I, I guess, I, yeah, I see your point now, especially if there's no AEW. This, I don't I don't know what wrestling I would watch. <laughs> It'd be so bad. Maybe we wouldn't. It's like almost, it, I mean, it is comical how bad it would be. Oh, it'd be awful. Yeah, terrible. I feel like half the time we only review some um, of these sh- well, the shows. Well, lastly, I want to wrap up. Go ahead. 
No, like half the time we only reviewed the, <laughs> some of these shows because they're funny. It's not because it's good. That's why we don't talk about NXT anymore. <laughs> well, that that just became... It just hurt. Ron Breaker beat Cayman Grimes. But the NXT just started hurting hurting my soul a little J.D. bit. J.D. Monahue. Sorry. Well, J.D. Monahue, a.k.a. used to be Jordan Devlin, is now debuted and attacked Braun Breaker. Jordan Devlin's great. Oh, my God. They had to change his name. They're changing everyone's name. I've read more name changes. I don't even remember. I don't know who anybody is <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I don't even really know what's going on. I think Riddle is feuding with <laughs> Seth Rollins. I don't. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not 100% on anything anymore. I question everything. <laughs> You're just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on anymore. Segments change. People get booked differently every week. I mean, Lacey Evans is now a heel. She was babyface for... <laughs> Vince McMahon's pain, ladies. I don't know what... Where's my, where's my wrestling gone? What, what have you done to my boy? My boy. Not my wrestling... <laughs> what have you done, my boy? What have you done to my boy? I just want to. All right, let's end this with Rampage. There's one thing to talk about. It's a good Wait, match. one thing I did want to talk about was it Rampage or Dynamite that had Danhausen as a lawyer? That was Rampage. That was kind of funny. Yes. I didn't write that down, yeah. but the way he he was he was talking to Sterling about lawyer stuff and he was wearing a suit yeah. jacket on top of his regular stuff and he'd be like they'd say stuff and he'd be like hearsay you'd <laughs> yeah. be like objection just, just, <laughs> yeah I don't know man it was funny as shit the way um, and like he was in that match with Orn, or it wasn't in the match with Orn Cassidy but it came out with him and the way with, he dropped that low blows. blow oh yeah did you <laughs> he was like straight punched him straight in. did you guys hear corny Finally, review a Danhausen match. No, didn't he? he said. He said. I remember. The I one with FTR. Yeah, he said. I like this guy. He said. I thought he was funny. I said. I don't want to ever see him wrestle because I don't want to. Then don't want to see him wrestle because that's gonna make me mad. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna like him anymore. <laughs> and he was like, "And what the fuck?" He's like. <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like he's like he's just a guy he's just a regular looking guy wearing makeup coming out doing wrestling <laughs> putting curses on people man i don't know i still love the guy what i want that me and tim called one time me and tim caught this one time just putting on an episode of ring of honor when i was over there dan Housen on commentary is funny as shit yeah, he needs funny. to be put on commentary if he's out there with his buddies or something. Yeah, he's quick. Yeah, he is quick. He is quick. Um, I would okay. love to see that. Um, so yeah, rampage. Besides the lawyer stuff with Dan Housen, uh, the opening match they were already in the ring was Eddie Kingston and uh, oh fuck, <laughs> I practiced his name before. Say it. Oh, fuck. Do it. <laughs> I forget how to say the first name, but it's Takeshka. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Konsuke Takeshka. <laughs> uh, Konosuke Takeshita. That's how it is spelled. All all respects to Konsuke. Takeshka. And we know you're listening. He's a big listener uh, of the show. 
Yeah, good match. Good match. <laughs> Last time I, I saw him, at least, he had a really good match against Hangman. Dude's a star. He's young. I think he's like 27. He's got the size to him, and he's really good. Uh, he had a hard-hitting match with Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston doesn't do technical stuff all that much, but he ended up doing a little bit here and shows that he can do it if he wants to. Um, winner in the end was Eddie Kingston, and man, this guy might be one of the most over single superstars in AW at oh, the definitely. moment. Yeah. At the moment, dude is just over big, um, and I think this eventually led to something, or maybe this was on Dynamite and I missed it. They attacked Ruby Soho in the back. Uh, Jay oh, did. That was did. such an awful. Video. It was really bad, yeah. Ty Conti, like, kicked the door on Ruby's arm, and... Yeah, but Ruby, they're like, get up, Ruby, come on, put your, like, put, she put her arm in the door, like, she no like one put her... She stuck it in, yeah, she just, like, stuck it in the door, and they slammed She's the like, door, She's like, just and, do it! Uh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie's mad that he didn't make Jericho bleed at Blood and Guts, because he made a promise that he would, he's like, now I'm a liar. He's like, I want to make you but, bleed, Jericho. How they're so, wrestling at Fighter Fest date, so this. Another never-ending AEW feud. <laughs> so I told you it was going to continue. God damn it! But this match was good. Nice opener. Um, other than that, I didn't think much to talk about with Rampage this week. Um, weird week in wrestling. Yeah. Not that much great stuff. A uh, couple good things, but everything else eh, kind of average. I do want to mention I am going on vacation next week. Um, and we will be skipping this coming week. I'll be in Florida, but when I come back, we will record on, uh, the 25th. And then the week after that will be our SummerSlam review and whatnot. I want everybody to personally email Andy and boo this man. Tell him he does not deserve a vacation (laughs) and that he should not go on one, even though he takes all the notes of the show, and we appreciate him very much. So have fun, buddy. <laughs> I hope you have a great time. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that wraps Thanks. up episode 43. We appreciate you all joining us. Um, like I said at the beginning, follow us on socials at the PW Fan by searching us, YouTube, and all that stuff. Uh, if you're into collectibles, Andy has a Instagram page at the 410 Fan Bros. He does uh, Funko Pop collectibles, if anybody's into that. We appreciate you joining us. We're going to take the week off, and we'll see you in two weeks with episode 44. For Jeremy, Andy, and Tim, we're out.